flourishing families with Dr. Daughter Blatt, the switched-on kids chiropractor, and her passionate friends, sharing the secrets of inspiring wellness to help your families thrive. I'd like to welcome Melinda Carpis really to our podcast today. Thank you for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks for having me. I am the owner of Redhead Wellness Sanctuary. I'm a naturopath there. I'm also a fitness and Pilates instructor. Um, My latest babies are my books. I've written a book called The Natural Path, and that one is aimed for families. It's more of a reference guide. You keep it up in your medicine cupboard, and when your kid has an earache or you have a tummy bug, you get it out, you flick to that page, and there's some nice home remedies there for you to get stuck into. So you don't have to race off to the doctors at midnight if it's not necessary. Sometimes it is. Sounds good. And the other book I wrote was Dig in Your Dark Side. That one is more to help people that are a bit challenged with stress, uh, mental health issues like depression and anxiety, or possibly suffering from addictions as well. So that book is um, based on my life when I went through a bit of a depressive state when I set up my business, ironically, in wellness is when I hit my absolute bottom Mm. with adrenal fatigue and things. So I just shared all the tools I learned from that in there. Wow, that sounds yeah. like uh, it sounds like it's built on experience. That's that's always interesting to read. Oh, it makes a complete difference to you know textbooks when you actually experience it. Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah. and you remember it for for a lifetime. Don't yes, you? <laughs> yes. Uh, so you say that you are a fitness instructor. Yes. Yes. So what what sort of fitness are you are you looking at? Uh, I love. Um, I do love my classes. That's what I've stuck to now. I used to do a lot of. Um, rehabilitation and physical therapy back when I first started in the industry, uh, especially with my Pilates. I I was very much into that. But now I really like the group fitness because everyone's happy when they walk in the room. They're ready to go hard and then go home. So I do love my strength and cardio and spins, probably one of my favorites as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So you also have uh, your naturopathy uh, side of things. So what what do you... Specialize in what? What's your favorite looking? My favorite is probably gut health. I must say, I do love working with the gut because, as a typical naturopath, we believe that's where it all starts. But I also love helping mums and kids. That is a big passion, and that's where most of my clients lie. So I find that a lot of kitties come in that have immune problems and they have gut problems as well. Seeing a lot of kids with anxiety, which is quite concerning. really yeah and the mums are stressed mums are worried mums are busy so I like to help them get on top of that and their their stress levels so if you have a a child with anxiety that comes into your office what what would you what would you look at how how would you address that Mm. so we really like to as naturopaths like to look at it quite holistically so we'll look at from the ground up so we'll look at their physical health so we'll want to know how they're going if they're doing any exercise we'll want to know what their diet is like we'll do some iridology and I like to look in their eye and the eye doesn't give you a full picture but it gives you something to to lead with so we like to use those tools I personally like to use those tools to have a look at what's going on physically and then we like to look at their lifestyle and socially what's going on for them as well so we can paint a really big picture and not just blame it on one thing and then we can start to tweak the lifestyles and choices and the diet and help mums as well understand because sometimes it can be quite confusing there's so many different messages out there about what is healthy 
Yes. And it, they can think they're doing something amazing for their child, but their child in particular is quite sensitive to, you know, that that supplement or that food choice and it's taking them down a different path. So it's nice to help the parents with that knowledge too. Oh, totally. Mm. Uh, so how, how would you assess uh, what a child may be sensitive to from a food perspective? From a food perspective, a lot of mums go down the food intolerance testing path. So I've done quite a lot of those on little kitties and it gives me a nice understanding this 46 different foods that we can test in this 45 minute process where we mix the blood with chemicals and by the end of it we can give the parents a bit of an overview of foods that the child might be sensitive to we also look at other things like you know is your child coming up with rashes and hives and are they having difficulty breathing uh because it can help us point particularly with dairy and gluten they're very obvious symptoms that they come up with so it's good to have those scientific processes in place but also having that good solid conversation about what's going on at home as well yeah so what would you say uh, if you're doing a, a blood test um so my understanding is the test that you're doing is a finger prick uh, finger yeah, prick type it test is. so it's not not too invasive not painful or anything no so you you would go in and, and see okay well you are sensitive to let's just say gluten what what other symptoms could be related to not just a gluten sensitivity but a food sensitivity so there's quite often a lot of issues with anxiety is a big one rashes is another big one that we tend to see bowel issues so sometimes they can't have movements and sometimes the movements are quite loose sometimes it's alternating as well so sometimes the child can go for days constipated and then their movements are very loose gas is also another a big symptom headaches are another one and then looking at their minerals as well so if their minerals seem to be out of balance then we can do like a quick zinc tally test we get them to have a little drink it's 10 mil of zinc and that will tell us how their zinc levels are going so we can have a look at their mineral balance as well because if they're eating foods they're intolerant to they've inflamed their gut they now have impaired their gut lining and they're normally not absorbing the nutrients from their food because of that so if we can have a look at that so basically, I guess what I'm trying to, to get out of you is that there is a link between what you see in the blood and the gut health. Absolutely. So what, yeah. what you're really doing is you can't stick your... Well, God, that sounds awful. <laughs> you can't stick your nose in the gut, but you can definitely have a look at, at how the gut digests uh, the foods that we eat and then the outcome that that has in in, uh, in the rest of our systems. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, so you were talking about the stressed mums. Um, what what would you how would you look at them stressed mums so I think a modern day issue is that us women try and do it all we're not just staying at home as frequently as mums used to Mm. and we're trying to juggle still being a great mum and attentive parent as well as having a working life and then we need time for ourselves as well so I think parents particularly mums, are really pushing their limits with what their body can cope with. And I think that's the difference. Our mind 
is able to do more than our body can as a general rule, as a very general rule. And the body starts to feel quite run down when the mind wants to keep pushing and taking on all these projects. So with mums, a lot of it is about helping them identify that, to identify that they don't have to be everything to everyone and it's okay to say no. So I guess there's a bit of counselling involved. That um, I actually heard on a podcast I was listening to yesterday, a beautiful quote, and this lady said, if you're saying yes to someone, you're actually saying no to someone else. And I thought that was beautiful because if you're investing your time and energy into a project that you could have possibly said no to, you're really saying no to your family and your loved ones or something that might have... So true. Yeah, so that really resonated. Um, And I think we do that a lot. We And then we feel guilty, so we try and make up for it and we're just in this vicious cycle of of never-ending work. So mums that are quite run down, what's going on on a physical level is we're trying to push our bodies to the limit. And when we stop working from a loving, calm place, we put ourselves into our sympathetic nervous system. So we're in that fight and flight where our stress hormones are being released constantly in our body. We don't have to work from that place. We can actually work much more effectively when we're not, but we tend to go there because we're trying to achieve too much. And when we run out of those hormones or we're overproducing them, we have what we call adrenal glands and they sit like little hats on top of our kidneys. And as they're secreting these hormones, they actually begin to burn out and we end up with what we call adrenal fatigue. So the adrenals have just said, I am done. You are demanding way too much from me. I am shutting up shop. So we've gone from a point where we're just stressed and wigged out and switched on all the time to absolutely flat and finding it hard to get motivation and inspiration because our hormones have just said, I'm, I'm over this. And then it infects our sleep because it's a big part of our circadian rhythm. So it's a really important thing that we have cortisol. I think cortisol has had a really bad rap because we relate it to stress, but we actually need stress. We particularly need cortisol first thing in the morning when the sun comes up, cortisol levels rise in our body and that helps us you know feel ready for our day feel zesty but we've gotten into this practice as as a general rule that we don't rely on that anymore we wake up groggy and cranky until we have our first injection of caffeine (laughs) (laughs) right well that should get you going for the day (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i think we've gotten into a habit of expecting that external energy so how do you help a mum that comes in like that so Obviously, there's the counselling part. It's it's so easy to say, just say no. Mm. Um, not so easy to do. But what would you uh, potentially do physically for a mum like that? Yeah, so once we've had that little chat of the, the things they need to start learning to do for themselves, to help themselves, we need to assess how far gone they are. So that's really important. At some point, sometimes we do need to do some blood tests. We'll set them, send them away for pathology just to see if we're really feeling like this has gone quite far because it affects your thyroid, it affects your gut health, it affects everything. So we need to see how far it's gone sometimes. So that might be the first thing we do if it's quite extreme. If it's not, we can just start looking at boosting the adrenals if they've gotten fatigued so things like licorice root are amazing romania so i'm talking about herbs here we've got some beautiful herbs that help if it's not too far gone just a herbal tea remedy is enough sometimes it feels nice to just sit down and have that cup of tea there's more therapy in that than you know some of the chemical constituents that are actually in the tea because we're getting them to chill out and have 
three cups a day. Yeah, yeah. Sit down. Yeah, sit. sit down, shut up, just yeah. enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, got your cola is another beautiful one that works on circulation just to get the body moving again. It really helps with cognition and clearing the head because once we've been firing constantly, the thoughts become so powerful that we can't really dim them out anymore. We're very much run by our mind. Yes. So having things that can help bring us clarity again and help our cognition expand instead of it being a big muddled mess is really important as well. So ginkgo biloba is another beautiful remedy. But then there's things lifestyle-wise that we strongly encourage, and that's things like meditation. Uh, If you don't feel connected to meditation, you could just do breathing exercises. Yoga is essential for your nervous system, especially very restorative practices and to help those adrenals come down so they're probably the main things we would do for people that's very good now i'm not a coffee drinker but i I just hooked on to the way you said that people use that as a you know Mm. pick me up in the morning do you have any uh, dietary things that you would suggest maybe to do before the coffee are there certain foods that might be better you know to get into your system to maybe get your cortisol but get it at a a level where you can maintain sanity yeah yeah so the best thing we suggest to people that are trying to come off coffee number one is just i don't want to take coffee away i'm the same as you i've never even tasted it so i don't get the addiction but i understand it's there because some people you know they look at me with not love in their eyes when I I start messing with their coffee but if they just move that morning coffee that first thing in the morning coffee to 11 a.m that straight away makes a huge difference to their body because they're not waiting for that caffeine injection the body says ah okay I've got to do this job myself so it gives it that wake-up call then the next thing you can do because you don't want to just take something away that never works you've always got to replace it so replace that morning kick with something like a dandelion root coffee that's a beautiful way to start your day a lot of people find that an easy transition because it comes especially if you're an instant coffee drinker because it comes in a tin you make it like coffee it looks like coffee right yeah so it gives them the mental (laughs) does it taste like coffee it doesn't quite taste like coffee apparently Um, but people are finding if they just add a dash of raw honey or a bit of cinnamon or something to give it some flavor it's enough like coffee to get them going oh very good yeah Yeah. so that's a good way to do it green tea as well if you just you like you said you want to still give them a little bit of caffeine and not take them off straight what straight away a green tea with you know jasmine or something like that is a Mm. beautiful replacement Mm. as well yeah also very relaxing and that excuse for sitting down coffee is often my understanding is that it's often something you have on the run uh almost with a cup of tea you can't have it on the run no (laughs) you have to Oh, I can't. I have to sit down. <laughs> you've got to infuse. You've got to wait for it. The aromas. Yeah. Now, if people find it hard to get to the yoga class, now you said breathing, that's great. Can you think of any um, apps or websites where you might have come across where people can find a way to chill uh, meditation? Definitely. Something for yeah. two minutes or five minutes? 
there's two apps that are amazing. One is called Headspace, and I strongly recommend Headspace for people who are completely new to meditation because it's progressive. Yeah. So it shows you this cool little cartoon of you know what your mind looks like, a bit of an analogy with a road. It's it's nice, it's engaging. So you get engaged with, oh, this is why I'm doing this. Then it takes you into a really simple, quick meditation, so you're not there for too long. Yes. And then next step, and you kind of graduate at the end of the the process. So it's quite nice for people who are totally new. If you have a little bit of experience with meditation, but you haven't quite got there to make it a regular thing, there's another app called Insight Timer. And that one is my favorite because it's, it's so broad. You can get on there, say, dot, dot, you're at work and you're really stressed and you can feel yourself getting anxious and, and flighty and you're not productive when you're in that state. Yeah. So you need to bring yourself down and clear your head. But you've only got three minutes. And on Insight Timer, you can just type in, I have three minutes, and it'll find a meditation oh, for you. Yeah. Oh, that's very good. I know. Yeah. Or if you have 15 minutes, yeah. you type in 15. But you can also type in, I'm having trouble with sleep. So you type in sleep and it'll bring up all the meditations that help you sleep. Oh. Yeah, so you can choose the topic that you need help with. Excellent. Yeah, as well as morning. There's a beautiful morning gratitude ritual on there. So there's so it's very vast. Yeah. And would you be able to put kids in that? Uh, yes. Because that is often you know, with the going back to the anxious kids, uh, to get them onto meditation is easier said than done. Um, but yeah. it's great when there are some tools to to help them. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they, can you type that in? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I've got many kids using Insight Timer, and they quite. They love it. It's like their oils. When I get kids to start using their oils, doTERRA oils or any essential oil, and getting them to do their app, it's almost like they take ownership of their health because it's something that they can have by their bed, their oil or their iPod, and they are in control of it and they feel quite good clicking it on or putting their oil on before they go to bed. Yeah, Yeah, so it is. They do enjoy, as a general rule, they do enjoy doing them. That's great. Mm. Uh, Now, you you talk about kids and uh, you have a couple yourself? (laughs) I have a couple, yes. (laughs) I do. Um, I've given birth to three. My eldest passed away and my husband has three. So we have a blended family with five little cherubs in our house. And how old are your little cherubs? (laughs) They range from 8 to 14. Okay. 8 to 15, sorry. Sorry, Flynn. (laughs) So how the heck do you manage to run a business, uh, doing your naturopathy, doing your uh, wellness sanctuary, and a family of, let me just count, seven. (laughs) Do you have a dog? Eight. We, we've got two dogs actually and 16 chooks. Oh, right. It's a big family. It's a big family. Yeah. Do, do you see yourself as being um, chronic fatigued? Do you have adrenal fatigue? Well, how, how are I you coping? I certainly went through it. I certainly went through it and that was the basis of the book is I was trying to do it all and I guess I still do if I'm honest. I do tr- still try and do it all but it's about finding that balance and listening to my body I'm much better at that now I used to just keep trying to push through but now because I've been to that darkest place and that lowest place I can feel it when I'm okay you've you've taken on too much just either pass that on to someone else or pause that one and it's time to go run a bath yeah yeah <laughs> so to create that little bit of space in yeah, your day. yeah yeah um, so with uh, having five children uh, how 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 are they going with uh, you know interacting with the meditations? How are they going with their oils? How are they going with the food suggestions that you would have as a naturopath? I imagine that you would have you know an idea of what a 
a family diet should be like. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very interesting as they grow older because when they were younger, it was so easy. My kids just, they woke up and they had vital greens every morning, you know, green spirulina, barley grass, all those things grounded down. They would just wake up and have that because that's what they knew. And they'd have their little gummy bear vitamins and we had tofu and we had fish and, and if, you know, we'd go to the shop, I'd say to them, if you're good, I'll get you a banana. And, <laughs> and they honestly thought that was a treat. It wasn't until they went to school and they went to a party and they thought, mom, yes. what have you been doing to us? Yes. <laughs> All this Even stuff. Is a secret. <laughs> <laughs> so I started to, I started to lose that control, but you just have to go with the flow. And as long as I, my philosophy is if it's not in the pantry, they can't eat it. So you can't say, I can't stop my kids from eating junk food. If you don't have it in your home, then it's not available to them as much as what it would be if it was there. They can only get it when they go to a friend's house, they go to their grandparents' house, they go to a party, or like my kids, they're now earning their own money and they'll go to the shop and they will buy themselves things that I don't like them having. Um, but my, I've decided to take the approach of, you know what, I've, gr- I've brought you up so far to have a good understanding of what nutrition is. And I will continue to remind you when you tell me you've got a sick tummy or you're running around the house like a crazy person. And I'm going to remind you that's because you just had a can of Coke. (laughs) So I do, I take a bit more of a laid back approach to it now that they're older, that I've sown the seed Um, I'll keep having only healthy foods in my pantry. If you happen to make choices other than that, then you will need to go through that. You called it rebellion when we had our little private chat before. And I believe, like your children have, they'll come back to me because they know what it feels like to be healthy. Yes, very very much. Yeah, so with our little private talk before, Mm. um, my kids are, you know, adults and are on their own. And I have, as the mother, secretly checked their cupboards. (laughs) And they look so clean. I am so impressed. Yeah. What, what I find interesting, though, what, what you're saying with, you know, having, um, we're trying to control what the kids eat. We try to control how much time they spend on the screen. We're trying to control the fact that they're taking time out and doing the right thing. And I feel personally that we're very, very good as parents, and I will take total ownership of this, very good at telling other people what to do, mm-hmm. but we're not necessarily all that good at doing it, uh, doing it ourselves. And having the cupboards, if you don't buy it, you're the, well, you are usually the one, you or your partner are the one yeah. that's doing the shopping. Don't go shopping when you're hungry. Only buy what you know that you are happy for the rest of the family to eat. Yeah. Don't buy it for yourself. You know, don't spend all your spare time on the screen unless you want your kids to think that that's the way they have to Yes. Uh, so it, it, it does come back to, to you being the... Um, the role model yes. for the future family life. I, think. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And we, we do tend to do that sometimes, don't we? I catch my husband out, and, and if I'm honest, he does for me too, just constantly on the phone checking emails. And I'm like, honey, you complain about the kids. Yes. Look at you. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we do have to catch ourselves yeah. because that's where our work is. It's where everything is isn't it it's on our phone there was a study I put it on my website uh, this is probably six months ago maybe a year ago um, they were surveying children and asked them what they thought of their parents screen habits and it was something like 46% of children thought that their parents spent spend too much time on screens and were uh, choosing the screens 
over their children's company. Oh. It, it, so it's quite significant. It's it is. not something you necessarily can verbalize as a young person. Yes. Uh, but the older you get and the you know the smarter you get, the more I think you realize that you're actually losing out on connection. Yes. Because you're looking at something that's you know flat. Yeah, yeah, that's not even really there. No. It's it's sad, isn't it? I we actually had I wrote about this in my book. Um, I was busy writing an email, sat at the dining table, and because you know what, I give myself credit because I you know pick my kids up from school. But sometimes if I pick them up from school and they just go off in their own direction, yes. I straight away get the computer out and start yes. working. And yes. you've really got to catch yourself. But I was sat there typing an email and I was engrossed with what I was writing. And Oscar was talking to me. And he was saying, "Mum, can I go to my friend's house?" And I just wasn't really listening. As mum. Can I go to my friend's house? And I didn't hear him again because I was just engrossed. And then he he said to me, Mum, can I go play on the street? And <laughs> and I just went, yeah, no worries, because I wasn't actually listening. And I just said, and he's like, Mum, I just said, can I go play on the street? You totally don't listen to me. And it was the biggest wake-up call for myself. Yes. And so we introduced at our home, maybe this is helpful for parents listening, we introduced the elbow grab. So my kids know now if they can see that I'm really engrossed and just by talking to me, they're not going to get my attention. They actually come up and grab my elbow. And as soon as they do that, that's my key that I just step back straight away. Okay. And I look in in their eyes and step away from what I was doing because I know, okay, they need me. Yes. Yes. It's quite extreme (laughs) when you go to those. To mom. Yeah. (laughs) So the elbow grab, if that's relevant for anyone else. It is about having those, isn't it? Because you still do have to do everything we have uh, agreed to do yes and there are deadlines and stuff but yes our family comes first they do they definitely do yeah Yeah. so do you have an interesting funny experience that you can share with our parents that are listening to the podcast today yeah I do actually I've got a couple Um, just on the line of my kids because we're talking about that already just reminded me of another little funny thing that um, happened because I'm a blended family and we never had cow's milk in our home. We just had, you know, almond and rice milk. And, and then when my husband and his kids moved in from a family that has lots of chocolate and they're used to, you know, cereals, which is interesting because their yeah. mom's a dietitian, but everyone has a different approach. But she, um, the kids were used to having cow's milk. So Marley created a PowerPoint slide for me as to why we should have, she's eight at the time, why we should have cow's milk yes. in our home okay. yeah, to present to me. So I had to give in. I don't know. I was going to say, you, you can't argue with that one. You can't. I mean, I certainly played back and sent her a video why we shouldn't, but I still gave in. So I thought that was pretty funny. And another time when Oscar got home from school, he had a headache. And so I, immediately I'm running the water and I water on the floor put his feet in it and I'm putting lavender oil on his head and I'm massaging the pressure point between his thumb and his pointer finger and he just looked at me and he said can't you just give me Panadol like a normal mum yeah yeah the answer was no but I just thought and that was here I am loving you with <laughs> yeah. all my heart I know it would have been easy just to flick your pad at all but I'm actually trying to care for you yeah. but that was his response oh well yeah. he's obviously a clever boy yeah <laughs> and any uh, final tip of advice for families that may be listening yeah I think you know what the biggest advice I can give is chill out I think we stress 
way too much. Like you said, it's control, control, control. We're always trying to control everything about our kids. And I think sometimes it's just to make the simple choices. Like I said, the pantry, uh, do things lead by example. Let them see you meditate or let them see you nurturing yourself. Let them see you hold hands with your husband. Let them see you laugh and be joyful and playful. You know, throw the bubbles out of the sink at your kids. Have a messy kitchen. Don't wet the small stuff. Let them see that life is supposed to be joyful and fun. And I think leading by example will just help them relax. And I think that's the biggest problem in our health today is that we're so uptight and stressed about everything that our bodies are just reacting. So I think that would be my number one tip. Oh, that's very good. I'm taking that on. I'm taking the day off. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Straight after this. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, So again, just tell us who are you and how can people find you? Um, Melinda Carbus really and you can find me mostly most of the time at Redhead Wellness Sanctuary uh, that's where I do most of my stuff yeah. yeah and do you have a website or anything yeah we do we've at? got uh, you can go to redheadwellness.com and at that site you'll find a lot about the, the centre and then there's also melindareely.com.au and that one has more about naturopathy and uh, there's a lot of articles there's also um, a free ebook there too called The Happy Diet it's a book that I wrote to accompany my other book but this one's completely free you just download it and it's got lots of tasty recipes on there that are amazing for happiness promoting good oh, neurotransmitter health oh yeah. that's perfect oh i'll go yeah. and do that on my day off, <laughs> <On your> day <laughs> off. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us thanks today. for having me the opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of family chiropractic or the host brought to you by family chiropractic center charlestown serving the families in newcastle lake macquarie and charlestown